0: everybody to the Discover It podcast today we uh we're going to talk about discover it your internal thoughts when you're in a funk and uh, we're going to have bill to present it to us go ahead bill
1: yeah what i'm uh, looking at is uh, an interesting week you know last week uh when you asked me to speak paul i said yeah that'd be great and then uh as the week went on, I was trying to think about what am I going to talk about, and you know I've come through so many different um, obstacles in the last two years. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll find something. And uh, the weeks, the week went on and the time went on, and I couldn't figure out what I was going to talk about. And then I thought about it, I'm going, uh, man, you know what? I am actually in a funk. Not in a funk in a in a truly negative sense, but. In a funk that, you know, I truly wanted to look at trying to get something out there that would be helpful and uh, meaningful to everybody in the group. Now, when um, when we have different uh, speakers here, you know, when I speak, I speak, I'm more the feeling guy. I'm, I'm the one that talks more of the feeling. And then you got Jody, he's the professor, and he understands... The, um, the mechanics of everything, and he gets everything going. So we're kind of like, if you look, think back, remember fractured fairy tales. I'm, te- I'm, I'm thinking of my age right now. Fractured fairy tales with uh, Peabody and the Professor. So I'm like Peabody. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions and trying to wonder what's going on. And um, that's what's so awesome about the group is that we bring different dynamics to it. So I've always been more the feeling person versus the the uh you know straight to it and and telling you analytically and and all the the different workings of it, so you know as i thought about it i I thought about it i'm going I've gone through so much in the last two years discovering myself betrayal my uh three deaths in my family uh divorce and then the final thing was really the uprooting of my heritage in my hometown where we were moving, we were packing up my mom's house. And um, I thought about it as I was driving home from Boston this past weekend. I'm going, wow, when I go back up there again, it's not going to be the same. We don't, There are no roots anywhere. So I thought about that and I'm wondering why am I in a funk? Well, I've been through a hell of a lot in the last year. But I really looked at it. I'm going, I've been blessed in the last year as well because of everything that's gone on with Discover It and understanding myself and all these different things. But it kind of bummed me out that I wasn't able to come up with something to talk about. So I wanted to talk about, you know, when you're in a funk, because I was in a funk because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to talk about. So, I, you know... As you know, you know, it will continue to lay, melee it your life. You know, it'll tell you you're not worthy. You're not, you know, why are you trying to do this? Uh, the, all the different things that are negative. And there are, there are portions of your it that are positive. But remember, we're taking a lot of the things to, uh, from Discover it is. It's from your past program conditioning you know, as far as how you grew up as a child uh, those first seven years and through, you know, through much of your life, you know, because I take a lot of mine through uh, my entire life, through my young adulthood, all the way through um, all of all of where I am now in my 50s. But uh, many of those things you can understand and overcome. So I just wanted to... Uh, give you a few to work on to understand if you get in a funk there is no problem with that you're never going to run on eight cylinders 365 days a year ever you never will and what you need to learn is that uh that's okay that is totally okay but there are many things that you want to think about uh through your day and especially when you wake up in the morning, is that it's, you know when you wake up in the morning, it's that perspective that you get when you when both feet hit the floor, you know, it's anticipating the drama that you may have throughout your day, you know, it's like what's my day looking like, um, you know, I might be able to know it, but you want to, uh, it is going to throw a lot of things at you through your day. So you're going to want to adjust to the circumstances. You know, try to think about, try to think about what what's your day going to be like. If, you know, if you're in a, in a um, in a work setting, you know, okay, boy, what am I going to go through when I'm going to work? Uh, that person, that person that I don't want to uh, that I don't want to talk to all the time, or um, you know, if I have a meeting, what am I, what am I going to go into that meeting thinking about, uh, and the questions that they're going to ask. So you want to, you want to anticipate some of the drama that you're going to go through. One of the, one of the big things you also want to do is look at, look at delaying your response to any of those issues. Okay. Like, um, you know, if you're going into that meeting and knowing what those people are going to say to you, um, and then all of a sudden you're going to get that unexpected question. You know, just look to process that versus placing your answer or your emotions or your feelings right out there, right right off the bat. And also it's the same way when you're uh, just it, uh, it doesn't have to just be in a meeting, but it can be in everyday interaction with um, your your spouse, your significant other, friends, family. Right when you get in there, you don't want to, you know, if if something's said, chew on it a little before you decide what you want to say. You know, delay the emotion and question what your internal thought is really doing to you, you know. And you you guys have all seen the the T-shirts and the sayings and the bumper stickers where it says just keep calm and carry on. Really, that's it. Just look at look at what's been um, thrown at you or given to you and then process it right there. And then is it something I really want to uh, delve into right now? Is it worth an emotional response or is it something I should hold on to and then wait and give a better answer once I truly understand the situation or understand where my internal thoughts are going with it so a a good way of looking at the processing of what's going on so as I as I thought about you know my last two years and then my last year which technically it is it's actually been a year I think about you know allowing sadness into my life and allowing sadness to happen because you're not no one is perfect there's only one perfect being being a spiritual individual that i am there's only one perfect being but if you look at the different things that have gone on in your life or like me for throughout my entire year um and i was talking to paul about it earlier i said overall other than the death of my family members Everything else was a blessing because it eliminated chaos. It eliminated so many different hurdles in my life that were there that I've come to have a good perspective and an understanding of, one, I know who I am now. I've always known through working with Paul the last two years, I've understood I know who I am and I know what I need to do to maintain my positive focus and the outlook in my life to to project it forward but there are going to be days when you're going to be sad and that's okay because no one like i said no one's perfect allow it allow it to happen you know think about you know it is what it is and just know that you're it Your it is the biggest factor in here your it will try to your internal thoughts Will try to drive you down, back into your past program conditioning, where you were, to keep you from moving forward in in your sadness or in any perspective of your life. So just look at it as you know. Look at socializing your issues. You know, if you the old Bill, the old Bill never would have been doing this. I would have kept. I would have kept all those issues that I had into in a compartment and said, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Fake it till you make it, and just say, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll just hold on to it. But look to socialize it, like we, like we do here in this podcast, you know, because um, there are a lot of people out there that are listening to this, and then when they listen, they understand that they also have the freedom to socialize and give away, give away their burdens and tell us what's going on, and hopefully through that we're able to help them. But that's a really big thing is just being able to let it out. You know, I throw up on this podcast every week, whether it be just in praise or whether it be in the issues that I've gone through. But you know what? If it's going to help somebody else out, you know, why not do it? So that's that's an important thing that you take it in and and look at, is that something I really want to do? You know, we've had a lot of people, Deb, I know you talk, and Carson, you talk, and, uh, you know, all the all the unbelievable things that have been going on in our lives. And, Jody, you speak about it, but it's are we, are we comfortable enough to lay it all out there on the line? You know, and you don't have to on this podcast. If you're able to be truthful with yourself, you know, go ahead and do it in private, but at least if you're getting it out there, and understanding what's going on in your life and understanding that it wants to try to pull you back in, you know, you're, you're going to be far better off. So you, you don't have to do it on this podcast, but at least please try to do it in private. The last, the last thing I really want to talk about is focus on the good. You know, it has to come from your perspective and how you look at yourself and how you feel in the morning. You know, we're going to get up in the morning each day, each day, and that first 20 minutes is going to make or break your perspective. If you wake up thankful, thankful that, one, you your feet hit that floor, you're going to be in a far better position than you are if you just get up and you're going to go through the motions of, I'm getting up, i got to go to work, take a shower, go do this, go do that. Oh my gosh, I'm late. I'm doing this. If you are totally grateful about what's going on in your life and you woke up, you know, we're only guaranteed this day. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So just if you wake up and you're thankful about what's going on, your perspective is going to create a dynamic through your day that is going to help you through those things it's going to help you open up your mind to understand that you know that your it your internal thoughts may be driving dragging you down or making you depressed but if you know it if you really know it then what you're going to be able to do is go through that day being thankful about okay well okay thank you for bringing me through this ordeal i know what this ordeal is and I have the tools to work through it, whether it be through Paul, whether it be through reading. I, I was telling him earlier, I have a stack of books sitting next to my chair where I, I'm like, you're, t- you're listening to an individu- individual right now who a year ago would probably pick up one book a year. And right now I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven books that I I'm, have I'm, dove into and I'm in the middle of reading. But it's, it's just opening up your mind to allow the good things come in. And let's see. Let's see where I want to end it off at. Ah, lastly, but not least, and I'm guilty of it because I like, like to go out there and work in my yard. And if I make my yard look a little better, it looks horrible right now. I'll tell you because, yeah, I was in a state of disarray with all the chaos that was going on in my relationship and, but I'm back now at this house and that's my home. And, but I used to do the things to just say, okay, I cut the yard. It looks good. My life is in order. It really isn't. It is now. I'm saying this in the past tense. Now I want to think about it, think about it in different things. You know, The busy work that you do, rearranging your closet, saying, oh, yeah, i got my closet all set. Ah, I'm all set. Life is good. Really, it isn't. You you haven't tackled the true issues that you need to tackle. It's just like when you go into work in the morning and you take care of all the little busy work that you need to do instead of tackling the stuff that is hard and you procrastinate about. Tackle the hard stuff first. Your mind is fresh. It's on point. Deal with that. Take care of the busy work afterwards when you're when you're spent throughout your day. So th- that was one of the things I wanted to tell you about. Uh, just focusing on, you know, what you need to do within the course of your day, even the course of your life, to realize all the go- all the really cool things that are out there. But understanding that just cleaning up the little things like my yard or somebody's closet or you know, cleaning up a room. That's not going to get rid of the underlying issue. You might feel a little better, but what you want to do is you want to tackle that issue. You attack it in, in uh, working with Paul or uh, self-help books, podcasts, Discover It podcasts. We have so many of them now. You can go ahead and go back to the library and then find one. But just looking at trying to understand it, knowing that it's going to attack you, from all different directions, you're going to need to know that you have the wherewithal and the equipment to do it with. So like I just said, uh, look at uh, look at those little wins. Those are pretty cool. My yard looks nice now. That's good. I feel good. My closet feels good. But look at doing something that is attacking the true problem that you may have. Now I'm going to leave you with this. And it's from Don't Sweat the Small Stuff by Richard Carlson. Not Carson, but Carlson, Ph.D. <laughs> it's, from chapter, it's from Chapter 10, Learn to Live in the Present Moment. To a large degree, the measure of our peace of mind is determined by how much we are able to live in the present moment, irrespective of what happened yesterday or last year and what may or may not happen tomorrow. The present moment is where you are always so, without question, many of us have mastered the neurotic art of spending much of our lives worrying about a variety of things all at once. We allow past problems and future concerns to dominate our present moments, so much so that we end up anxious, frustrated, depressed, and hopeless. On the flip side, we also postpone our gratification, our stated priorities, or our happiness, often convincing ourselves that someday, will be better than today. Unfortunately, same, the same mental dynamics will tell us to look toward the future will only repeat themselves so that someday never actually arrives. John Lennon once said, life is what's happening while we're busy making other plans. But When we're busy making other plans, our children are busy growing up. The people we love are moving away and dying. Our bodies are getting out of shape, and our dreams are slipping away. In short, we miss out on life. Many people live as if life were a dress rehearsal for some later date. It isn't. In fact, no one has a guarantee that he or she will be here tomorrow. Now is the only time we have, and the only time that we have any control over. When our attention is in the present moment, We push fear from our minds. Fear is the concern over events that might happen in the future. We won't have enough money. Our children will get into trouble. We will get old and die, whatever. To combat fear, the best strategy is to learn to bring your attention back to the present. Mark Twain said, I have been through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. I don't think I'm going to say it any better. (laughs) Practice keeping your attention on the here and now. Your efforts will pay off great dividends. So really, just focus in the now. You know, it's true. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, so don't really don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I thought about what the heck was I going to think about and talk about today, but really, it's. You know, I was blessed by a friend of mine to give me ideas. But really looking at it, it's like looking at, okay, what have you done through these last two years? What have you learned? What can you give someone else that you've learned through these last two years? That's what you guys are too. Everyone that's on this call right now that listens is a seed that can be planted. And it doesn't mean that everything spoken, everything learned, or everything said, whether it be today, whether it be with a session with Paul, whether it be through any of these podcasts, it doesn't mean every single piece of the, that information is going to be absorbed by that person. It might be one little nugget, but that one little nugget is going to move that person forward. And that's all, that's all I look at in my life. That's all I hope for in what I talk about. Uh, each, you know, the weeks that I'm lucky enough to talk about it. But think about it in that perspective and take that perspective in your life. If you can move that nugget just a little bit, you've made a big, big change in your life and others. So I'm off my soapbox and I'm going to give it back to Paul.
0: Thank you, Bill. Um, that's a, that's a good presentation uh, tonight. Let me ask you, in the past 24 months, since you've been on the journey of self-discovery and discovering your it, how did you, prior to that, how did you uh, identify or understand your state of funk back then?
1: I didn't really know, uh, you know, before, I thought I didn't even have a state of funk. You know, I, I thought, I I really thought I was doing all the right things. I thought, you know, I'm a people pleaser at heart, but uh, I, uh, you know, I got so down and depressed because what I, you know, I was always doing, 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 but then there was no reciprocation, no attention or no understanding or um, no, there was no giving back, you know, so... That you know, that threw me into a state of depression where I felt like I was worthless. But I knew I, I was doing, 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 but I was doing for others and I wasn't doing for myself. You know, so to bring you down that rabbit hole of, of uh, thinking about that your your self worth is down in the in the dumps. Um, you know, what did I do? I numbed it with beer. You know, you you guys can hear me on the pod the earlier podcast. You know, numbed it with beer and just said, yeah, okay, well now it's time to go to bed. But now it's like, uh, you know, there's so much more out there, and it's like life is too short. I, you know what? If if that is how someone felt, that's how someone felt. I understand. I tried to do good, and uh, you know what? I'm not perfect. No, it, it takes two to tango, but I tried to do good, and that good wasn't acknowledged. And so I'll continue to carry on with my life and do do what I need to do. If I have to, if I have to adjust, I'll turn right. If I have to adjust, I'll turn left. Uh, It's just now I understand that um, nothing is always going to be your fault. it, It always takes different dynamics, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be in a situation, but it's always understanding who you are in the moment. What did you bring to the table for that certain situation now you know what if you're if you're able to man up and say you know yep that was my fault I I take full responsibility for it you're far better off than the person who just said no that wasn't my fault you know and deflect it off and and just keep going on in life because you're not going to learn anything from that if you can take ownership of the issues that are in your life that you need to correct and understand and know and learn who you are through those issues oh you're going to be far better off so that's where i am right now i have learned to uh own what i should own and disown what i definitely want to disown and uh it's it's made my life far more far more outstanding far more outstanding other than this strange little you know know, funk that i was in this week but it, it was based off of a lot of different circumstances that, you know, if somebody doesn't know what their it is doing to them, uh, they could be in far worse shape than I was just having a little funk for, you know, a three-, three or four-day period and not being able to come out of it. So, yeah, I, I had spoken to uh, a number of people about that, that, you know, my internal thoughts, you they held me captive for years and years and years. But now, my internal thoughts may only keep me captive for 15 minutes, two hours, maybe a day at the most. Before, it could be days, weeks, months, years. So, yeah, in a far better situation now.
0: Thank you, Bill. Really appreciate your presentation. Anybody online want to ask Bill a question about uh, his uh, presentation this evening? Hey, this is Jody. Ahead, yeah, I just wanted to say, I just
2: wanted to say, good job, Bill, and I, I can relate it a lot to, you know, you talked about the funk and being in a lull and focusing on the drama, all the different things that are going on right now. And uh, Sometimes we look at different circumstances, and you talked about how we kind of recognize that comes from our internal thought, our past program conditioning, and how it kind of creates a lot of these different feelings. And, you know, sometimes that past program conditioning create different expectations of situations. And, you know, I can relate to, like, I talked about delay in the response or, like, delaying those triggers and definitely working through those and recognizing recognizing that those exist. So I thought that was a pretty good presentation, and uh, I, can, I can relate to a lot of what you shared tonight. Thanks, Bill.
1: Thanks, man.
0: Thanks, Jody. Anybody else? Thank you very much again, uh, Bill. Um, It's really uh, fascinating to understand the condition you're in and learn how to go about resolving issues in your life versus uh, not knowing why you feel, think, and act the way you do, isn't it? Let's go to Carlson. Carlson. Let me ask you, uh, you know, during the past three months since you've been on the uh, journey of self-discovery, what is the difference between the power of choice that you've learned versus the power of it that was in your life in the past 18 years?
3: So the difference between the two is that the power of choice has a lot more power over it, but it tries to, uh, like, mask that power so that way it can try and, um, hmm, how how do I say it? Um, to where it has, has control over, like, your thoughts, like, your internal thoughts. And it, it makes you just doubt yourself and, like, not have any confidence. And once I realized how how powerful that the power of choice is over my internal thoughts and and that it it has a lot more power than it, I was starting um I was starting to recognize for myself how how everything in my life what like happened. For, for my causes, was because of the power of choice. And I went back through my entire life, like, like all 18 years of my life,
0: and I
3: was like, wow, like, that thing happened that certain day because I chose to do that. And it's honestly really crazy to to think that, that like like choice itself is just so powerful and if it wouldn't be for me choosing to to overcome it and to also like tell it that it's powerless compared to the power of choice and and I'm more powerful than it it has... But, like, it's shown me that I can do anything in the world, basically, as long as I can put my mind to it. And if I wasn't able to recognize the power of choice, like, I wouldn't have been able to get um, a job today, and I wouldn't have enough confidence to even, like, look, look for a job and all that. Because my... It, loves to make excuses because it, it wants me to, to hide in my trauma and always be that victim. So that way it can just just limit me for, for, how,
0: for however long. Thank you very much, uh, Carlson. Anybody want to ask you're Carlson awesome. anything?
1: Yeah. Booyah, Carlson. Man, uh, you know, you're 18 years old. Um, I'm, my, my daughters are both older than you, so you're my adopted son. I am so proud of you. You know, you're going to, you, the sky's the limit, man. If you can stay on this trajectory, you are, I, I am, I was, I was just, I was grinning ear to ear listening to you and you have, you have an awesome future ahead of you. You stay on track, man. I'm so proud of you. That is great.
3: Thank you so much, Bill.
0: Jody, um, listening to the presentation that Bill gave today about recognizing the the different states you're in, um, how can you relate to that in the past? I think the the big thing Bill touched
2: on was, you know, talking about doing busy work and procrastinating. Um, it seems like there's a lot of times I feel like I'm cleaning my garage or doing things like that where I'm trying to rearrange stuff um, and I'll throw throw a few things out here and there, um, but it never really seems like I'm attacking the big things like, like Bill was talking about. And, you know, a lot of times when we start to look at all the different little things we have to do, uh, we tend to get kind of overwhelmed. And um, usually at that point, we end up doing nothing or just kind of moving stuff around or not making a whole lot of progress. Um, another thing Bill talked about that really relate to is he talked about, like, living in the now and recognizing that how a lot of times – kind of either dwelling in the past or dwelling in the future and being able to recognize that worrying about those or planning is important, but sometimes worrying about those isn't very helpful. It's uh, best to focus on the now and being able to do what we can do today in order to get to where we're thinking about in the future, but not dwelling on the future. Um, another thing is like dwelling on the past, um, we got a podcast that says you're not who you think you are. Um, So a lot of times we create this kind of personality about ourselves that we kind of attach ourselves to, and we always kind of repeat that same internal thought and working on being able to recognize how we keep playing that same who we think we are over and over and instead of letting go of it and being able to improve and do something different. So I think, you know, seeing those things are kind of a big part that applies to me.
0: Anybody else want to uh, ask a question or uh, give a comment? I just want to mention, uh, you can go on to thelifecoachuniversity.com, go down the menu and... Go to podcast and you see all, all of our past conference calls. Is uh, one way that you can go to the archives, and uh, there's I think there's around 25 or 30 there that uh, can be very helpful, or if anyone wants to go back and replay what we've uh, you know talked about in past conference calls. I want to thank everybody for being on tonight. And uh, thank you, everybody, for the uh, input and the presentation. And we'll see you next Thursday night at 730 at uh, 515-604-9530. The code is the 655 Thank you again, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.